yo, I really need help. The reason I was late putting this episode out is because I'm actually in hiding. Ever since I put out the episode on Tuesday with that bit about Mac Jones being in St. Louis, I've been getting all these crazy messages from Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. I think they're on the way here. I'm getting really scared, guys. They said they're going to make me play receiver for the Patriots. And I'm not even going to get paid either. What was that? Oh God, they're here. He is someone to watch. They're right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a pick. That's oh a my pick. goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome back, guys. I am super excited to announce that I have just signed a one-year contract with the Patriots as a wide receiver and emergency quarterback. And I definitely did so of my own free will, and I do not actively need to be rescued. In more serious news, I actually did set up a Twitch channel, and I am planning on live streaming somewhat regularly. So if you like listening to me talk and you want to come hang out, I'll be over there playing video games and answering questions about fantasy football, and it would mean a ton if you checked it out. Uh, I'm really, really excited to get started with that. The link will be in the description with all of our other links. Now, uh, enough with the self-promo. Let's go ahead and get into this week's edition of Stardom Sidum, everyone's favorite show. Uh, and we'll start with the starts, as we always do. And uh, first up, we got a rookie receiver making his debut on this list. And that is Chris Olave, who was fantastic in week three for the Saints. He broke out big time with nine catches for 147 yards. He was targeted 13 times for the second week in a row. And this week, Olave gets the Viking secondary, which has allowed a lot to receivers over the last few weeks. Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown combined for 28 points. In the week before that, Devonta Smith and Quez Watkins combined for 29 and a half points against them. So there should be plenty of opportunities for Chris Olave to get involved this week and have a really, really good game. I'd be surprised if he sees less than 10 targets, and he should be good for at least around 15 points. Definitely start Chris Olave. Next up, we got a running back who I was hoping would get a chance to take over his backfield, and it looks like that is happening. Ramondre Stevenson has been one of my favorite players to watch since he transferred into Oklahoma. You guys know I'm a big Oklahoma fan, Boomer Sooner, and I think he's heading for a huge game against a really soft Packers run defense this week. Sorry, Ayush, but the Packers run defense has just not been great this year. Uh, the Patriots offense has been significantly better on drives where Ramondre is on the field in the last two weeks. Ramondre has averaged over five yards per carry, while Damian Harris averaged 4.7 and 3.7 in each week. Stevenson has seen his snap count steadily rise from just a quarter of all possible snaps in week one to 62% of all snaps in week three, where he also led the team in carries. Without Mac Jones in the offense, the Patriots will likely look to run the ball even more than they already do, and Stevenson is a must-start for me this week, and I'd be disappointed with anything less than a 12 to 15-point game from him absolutely got to have him in your lineup another wide receiver up next and a guy who has really surprised me this year with how good he's looked dj chark has a big opportunity this week with amon ross St. brown and josh reynolds both held out of wednesday's practice there's a chance they could both miss this week's game and if they do chark becomes a must start against seattle's young secondary they allowed a combined 30 points to jerry judy and Cortland sutton in week one despite the broncos scoring just one touchdown through the air in that game the Lions are airing it out. Jared Goff is averaging 37 pass attempts per game, which is 11th in the league. And if they don't have either Brown or Reynolds available, Chark will absorb a ton of those targets. Honorable mention to Jamal Williams, who is also a major start this week against that Seattle defense. 
Sorry, I made a TikTok joke about zero running back managers getting stuck with you. But now that Swift is out, Williams is a absolutely a great flex play. Uh, another running back from the same division up next here. And a guy we talked about in buying or selling earlier this week, Khalil Herbert. He was fantastic last week after David Montgomery left the game. Monty missed practice on Wednesday. And it's really not looking good for him to start this week against, weekend against the Giants who just got ripped to shreds on the ground by the Dallas Cowboys on primetime television. Herbert has a huge opportunity to go off again and establish himself a huge role in the Bears offense this year, even when Monty returns. I think he's an absolute must-start this week. I really, really like Khalil Herbert. And that Giants defense just looked really soft, and that was even with Kevon Thibodeau back. So I think Herbert has a great opportunity this week. Uh, Russell Wilson, our next spot is a quarterback who is actually on the sit list this year. And who has yet to score 20 points in a game this season. This week, the Broncos play the Raiders, and I think he's a must-start. Russell Wilson, uh, the Raiders have allowed 20 points to every quarterback they've faced this season, and they're allowing 267 yards per game through the air. Uh, Wilson and the Broncos offense should probably be able to get back on track this week against them. I really, really hope so. They just have not looked great under Nathaniel Hackett, who I didn't really love uh, that higher. And it's just kind of showing why. He just doesn't have any head coaching experience. And I did like the idea of bringing in someone to help him manage decisions. I know it's kind of embarrassing to have to do that. Uh, but I think it's a smart move. Help him get acclimated to the role. Uh, but that needs to happen really fast for Russell Wilson. Uh, and I think this is a good game for that to happen against a Raiders defense that has just looked terrible this season. 0-3 uh, start for the Raiders. Probably going to be 0-4 after this Broncos game. Next up, we got another quarterback with a new team, uh, Marcus Mariota. He has been surprisingly good with the Falcons this season, and he gets a very favorable matchup this week. Uh, the Browns will likely be without their best pass rusher, Miles Garrett, who was unfortunately involved in a single car accident this weekend. Uh, most importantly, Garrett didn't suffer any life-threatening injuries, and nobody else was harmed in the accident. Uh, but unfortunately, even with Garrett in the lineup, the Browns defense has struggled at times this season, letting Joe Flacco look like an all-pro quarterback. Uh, every QB they faced has scored at least 12 points, and I think Mariota clears that bar easily. He should be headed for a 20-plus point performance this week. Uh, Drake London is also a start this week, as the Browns safeties have allowed a few big plays already this year, and he has been the go-to target for Mariota. Uh, next up, let's talk tight ends. And... Uh, we got first up. We got a guy that came up during buying or selling last week. Uh, Tyler Conklin. He is a start against the Steelers this week with Zach Wilson back in the lineup. Robert Sala has done a great job of scheming Conklin up. Conklin, excuse me, up as a safety valve, and he's seen at least seven targets in each of the Jets' first three games. Uh, the Steelers, meanwhile, have struggled to defend tight ends this season and allowed a solid outing to Hayden Hurst in Week One and a really, really great game to David Njoku in Week Three. Uh, Zach Wilson will be under regular pressure and will likely be looking Conklin's way a lot on Sunday. Like I said, the way they've been using Tyler Conklin, he's just getting a few yards out and he's wide open. Uh, so when you're under pressure, it's kind of the same way we've talked about them using Brees Hall. They like to open up these safety valve options because they know the offensive line just can't really hold up for very long. So they need to have passing options so they can keep moving the ball down the field. Conklin and Brees Hall are guys that can do that for them. Uh, I think Conklin can get a lot of volume this week against the Steelers who love, love, love to blitz. Uh, so Zach Wilson is going to be under pressure a lot. Next up, we got a tight end who's go looking to get going this year and has a very, very favorable matchup on the other side of this game. 
Uh, Pat Fryermuth, he has been up to a up and down or off to an up and down start this year. Uh, two pretty solid fantasy performances, and then a really rough one in Week Three. This week, though, he's facing off against a New York Jets team that has struggled against tight ends at times this year. Kind of the exact same story as uh, Tyler Conklin. Fryermuth has been highly targeted this season, but he just needs to start converting on more of those opportunities. Unlike Conklin, he is just not catching as many of his targets. Uh, and this game against the Jets is a really, really good opportunity to start doing that. All right, guys, it is time to take a break to thank one of our sponsors. The return of the NFL means it's time to get back to betting on football games. If you're a regular sports gambler like me, you know the importance of making a strategy and sticking to it. And that's where today's sponsor, Alloy Sports, comes in. Alloy Sports is the newest tool you can use to build betting strategies for NFL and NCAA football games. Simply download the Alloy app with our link in the description and you can start combining stats that you feel make a successful team. Alloy will show you up to 10 years, that's right, a whole decade worth of games that fit your strategy and how you would have performed against a few different spread types. When I first got the Alloy app, I was honestly stunned by the results that the builder would give me and it's really changed the way I bet. I don't place bets unless they fit into the winning strategies I've built with Alloy. When you guys sign up using our link, you really help support this podcast and a great company. Big thanks to Alloy for their support. If you or a loved one struggle with sports gambling or any other type of gambling, please call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You must be 21 or older to gamble. Only valid in states where sports gambling is currently legal. All right, big thanks to our sponsor. Let's get right back to it. Next up, let's get into the sits of week uh, two at every position, same as always. First up, we've got a wide receiver who hasn't been able to play to his usual form with his new team. Allen Robinson just hasn't developed the chemistry with Matt Stafford just yet, and this is not the week to bet on him to get going. The Rams are facing the 49ers, who have allowed the third lowest fantasy points to wide receivers of all teams in the NFL. Uh, Cooper Cup is definitely still a start, but it's tough to see a world in which Robinson can be productive alongside him this week. Tyler Higby has also received a lot of attention from Stafford, and he was very efficient last week. So I would steer clear of Allen Robinson this week, but I'm not quite ready to say that you should drop him. I think his role could expand a lot as he becomes more and more comfortable in Sean McVay's offense. Plus, if anything were to happen to Cooper Cup, he would instantly become a must-start receiver. Hold on to Allen Robinson for now. Next up, we've got a wide or running back, excuse me, who returned to action in week three and is trying to get more involved in his team's rushing attack. J.K. Dobbins returned last week against the Patriots and played okay on very limited usage and you might get excited thinking that Dobbins is back and he's fully healthy and ready to go but this is just not the week to play him the Ravens are facing the Bills in what should be one of the most entertaining games of the week if not the most entertaining game of the week uh the Ravens have done a surprising amount of their damage through the air this season and I think the Bills like the Dolphins will run rampant on their defense and force them to once again have to pass uh, the Ravens' defense has been by far the league's worst against the pass, and the Dolphins' game is a lot of the reason for that, but they were also gashed by the Patriots and the Jets for over 300 yards passing each. Dobbins' time will absolutely come, but it's not this week. Next up, we've got a rookie wide receiver who has had some great fantasy weeks this year already. Next week, probably not one of them. Jahan Dotson has been TD-prone, which obviously gives him a pretty high ceiling, but this week, he and the Commanders face the Dallas Cowboys. Dan Quinn has the Cowboys playing some really, really good defense right now, so I wouldn't bank on a big week from Dotson. Bonus here, you should also sit Logan Thomas in this one as the Cowboys have totally locked down tight ends. 
They're allowing 2.3 points per game to tight ends right now, and you do not want to bank on Thomas to be the guy who breaks that trend. Commander's offense in general probably isn't going to be great this week in all honesty. Next up, we have a running back who has been surprisingly fantasy effective this year. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has the most, uh, the fourth most fantasy points of all NFL running backs through three weeks and has been involved as a receiver and a rusher. However, he faces the league's best defense in terms of limiting fantasy running backs. Tampa has allowed just 9.8 fantasy points per game to backs this year. They've been very stingy with yards on the ground, no back being able to gain more than 80 yards against them so far. I think Edwards Alaire is absolutely legit. Uh, I think Mahomes really does have chemistry with him. I think he's very familiar with that offense. But I think this is just a week to avoid him against a really great Buccaneers defense. Another player who has a very, very, very difficult matchup this week up next, George Kittle. He was back in action last week for the Jimmy Garoppolo-led 49ers, and he played a really solid 91% of the snaps. However, he wasn't super productive despite a pretty solid target share. Kittle will eventually get back to himself, but this is a tough week to bet on that happening. The Rams restricted Zach Ertz and Kyle Pitts to just over 10 points combined over the last two games, and Raheem Morris's defense has absolutely keyed on tight ends too well to trust George Kittle yet. The next pick is very injury dependent, so you're going to have to pay attention to the news around another player on this guy's team, but we'll get into it. Gerald Everett has gotten a lot of target share for the Chargers over the last few weeks and has a seemingly very favorable matchup against the Texans, but things may not be as simple as they seem. Keenan Allen has missed the last two games with a hamstring injury, but has practiced much more this week than last. He was a full practice participant on Wednesday. He's still questionable for Sunday, but it's looking like he's very close to returning, and if he does, things get very complicated for Gerald Everett. Also notable is that the Houston Texans are a borderline top 10 fantasy team against tight ends this year, so maybe not as good of a matchup as it first seems. Let's talk quarterbacks and then let's wrap this thing up. First QB up is a second year QB who's impressed me a lot at times, but he's probably headed for a pretty rough game this week. Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars have managed to assemble a really, really solid passing offense this year through him and his top target and one of my top fantasy picks this offseason, Christian Kirk. Lawrence heads to Philadelphia this weekend to face an Eagles defense that is starting to look like one of the best in the league. They throttled the Vikings, limited a high-powered commander's offense, and held the Lions in check as well. Don't bet on Lawrence to dice up the Eagles on the road this weekend. Last sit of the week, we've got a QB who also struggled against the Eagles and has also yet to clear 20 points yet. In that same club with Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are 2-1 under new coach Kevin O'Connell, but it just hasn't happened the way I thought it would. The offense flowed through Justin Jefferson in week one, and they crushed the Packers, but since then, they've struggled to get him as involved. KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen have been the team's leading receivers the last two weeks, but they haven't been able to get Cousins going either. Enter a Saints defense that has been solid against the pass, holding Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield to less than 200 yards passing and just one touchdown each. If Marcus Lattimore can hold down Justin Jefferson, then it could get really tricky for the Vikings, who are already down their top running back Dalvin Cook, to move the ball at all. Really tough game to trust Cousins in. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Again, I do apologize about us being a little late this week. I know we kind of made a joke about it, uh, but I'm sorry that we missed Thursday Night Football. I hope you guys enjoyed that game. Uh, it hasn't happened yet for me, but I bet it was a really good one. Tua was cleared to play, so the Dolphins should be looking to pass a lot against a Bengals team that's looking to end the Dolphins' unbeaten season uh, and prove that they're still among the league's best. Enjoy that game. Uh, enjoy the rest of this weekend's games. 
Best of luck in all your fantasy matchups. Take care, y'all. Have a great weekend. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a good pick. That's oh a good my pick. goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Now let's go ahead and get into it.